Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And by the way, they have six different flavors of slushies. All right. So let's get back to business here. And, of course, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, the Flyers beat the Capitals 3-1. to Radko Gudis turns it over to Hayes, who centers, connects his neck, turns it back in front, they score! Scott Lawton running it home! And the Flyers take advantage of the turnover and take a 1-0 lead. Lawton remains hot. Oh, that is some kind of pretty right there. Travis connecting you exactly where Scott Lawton was. Yeah, and uh, Tim Saunders with the uh, play-by-play call on the Flyers Network. By the way, the Montreal Canadiens and the Penguins are dropping the puck now. Earlier today, the Islanders beat the Florida Panthers 5-1. to Islanders win the series three games to one. The Panthers are now, when it comes to the bubble, gone. Uh, Nashville Predators and uh, Arizona Coyotes 2-2, end of two. Arizona leads that series two games to one. Very pleased to be joined by Bob Lombardi, PIAA. Bob, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Steve. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. Uh, I'll, I'll state an opinion, and then I'll get to the question. Strong, measured, smart response by the board, I thought. how uh, When you got into that room of 32, uh, Bob, what was the, it didn't take long was everybody pretty much on the same page well yeah we met yesterday uh, yeah. so we took a little hiatus because people wanted to you know reach out to their own constituents in their own districts and those types of things but you know when, when this this is important to us it's important to students and the board wanted to take some time to digest it and come back and they they were pretty committed i mean there was a pretty strong vote there and we're, we're trying to hear or we're trying to give student athletes the opportunity to do what they like to do best and that's participate and of course you know as well as i the first and foremost is safety we think we've done that yeah the health and safety plans the schools have had to develop. So, I also thought that it was a response that respected the governor. 
How important was that that you responded but also respected the governor and what his thought process happens to be? Well, I think it's very important. We don't want to be in conflict with them. We want to work together with them because I think anybody that works in conflict with uh, uh, the governor of any state, that to me is a death sentence. So we don't want to take anybody on. We want to work cooperatively because the ultimate goal here is to provide educational opportunities for young people and make them better citizens. I believe that's his goal. It certainly is ours. So let's put our egos aside. Let's put our, you know, any our our beliefs aside. Let's put our thinking caps on and see if we can help young people be young people. What can the young people do between, what are they allowed to do between now and August 24th? They can still continue their voluntary workouts on their school campuses if their schools allow that. I think uh, for the feeling I got, a lot of them are going to continue to do that, no different than they're doing today. So that's a good sign. Uh, I think it's important the board didn't want to have kids have to stop working out because now you, you cause a fitness problem. So keeping them active, keeping them fit, uh, will help uh, keeping them healthy, obviously. So I thought it was a good decision, and hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can get someplace. Darn it, we're going to try. Bob, what's the next step? When do you, does the PIAA board or yourself intend to talk with the governor's office or with members of the legislature? Well, we're going to st- start that as early as Monday, if we can, with uh, uh, the leadership of uh, each party. In the General Assembly, we've had some uh, members reach out to us already, so we're working through that process as we speak. And you know, we 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 want to we don't we're not going to be sitting on our hands. I'll tell you that. Which then yes, exactly. Which brings me to the next part: the, the role of local school districts. I know that's something the governor has talked about with the ability to open up a school district. It's not his call. It's a local call. I believe I've got the governor's uh, the interpretation correct. So what role are they going to play as to what's going on with this? Well, I think they're playing a big role because it's up to them whether they want to have sports. What we've heard uh, overwhelmingly was the overwhelming majority of them want to have some type of sport. And it can be as simple as and Steve, you're probably doing this out uh, yourself, playing golf. Uh, yes. You know, going out and uh, cr- the cross-country kids running. There's there's activity all the time. Um, tennis. I mean, there's three sports right there that aren't necessarily team activities that we believe that we can get done in a tremendously safe fashion. And we also believe field hockey, soccer, and football. Now, football is going to be a little a challenge. But you're sitting right there at Penn State country, and they seem to have it going pretty well, and they're dealing with young adults. We're dealing with adolescents that are going home to mom and dad, being sequestered a little bit, different than living in a community uh, or a dorm or those type of things where you're around other young people. So we think uh, our situation may be a little tighter than yours. Which brings me to the next part, that's protocols. Uh, the PIAA has worked extensively on protocols. 
Probably some of them look like the NFLs. Probably some of them look like college football. How important is it on the PIAA's part that when you talk to the governor's office that there is an understanding of the thought that you have put into protocols to make it as safe as possible? Well, I think I would hope that they would respect us for our knowledge of what we do. Because let's take volleyball. I don't think anybody uh, that, that doesn't work in athletics realizes when we make a recommendation, we don't want the teams to switch bench, benches after each game of a set or right. go side to side of the court. Most people are going, what are you talking about? But if you're involved in athletics, you know that. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing that I think is a little bit troublesome because whether people like athletic organizations like us or not isn't the key here. It's you have to respect us for our knowledge and our expertise in the sport business and the sports. And I think that that isn't being leaned on enough. And if it is, if it was, I think we can illustrate that this can be done better than it's being done now in recreational programs, which are allowed to flourish and make millions of dollars across the country. And we think schools do it better, safer, because they're educationally based athletics. Uh, and that's that will be an important part for you. Uh, you mentioned, we talked about the governor. I know I did slip in the part, Bob, about the legislature. Is this going to be part of, the, uh, of it, too, that you make sure that the legislature is completely apprised of what you're doing? Yes, we are going to keep uh, uh, both parties uh, informed. Um, we have a legislative council that works very diligently with uh, both sides of the aisle, and uh, we have heard from some of them uh, already, and um, they would like to have some di- dialogue, and we're open to it. So we will do whatever we can to try to get full support to support our student-athletes. Because, heck, Steve... You know as well as anybody. If we're if you don't have young people playing games, oh. all of us don't have jobs, and it's something that kids love. So, athletics is a very important part of every every community. Have you received any reports at all from you know some of these individual workouts? Because these coaches look they they keep in touch with their kids. It sounds like the summer has gone along with them working out as as young student-athletes, and it sounds like it's actually gone well with few, if any, issues. Is that, is that what you're hearing? Exactly. I, I, I bet I've heard maybe about 10 to 12 schools have had uh, some testing or some students test positive, but in a lot of the cases, and I would say the majority, they didn't get it from another student-athlete. They got it from a young adult or a family member or somebody that traveled someplace down the beach to a restaurant, to a, a bar that came back and was at a family gathering or those type of things. I have not heard a lot of reports from students to students. Now, I'm sure there's some out there. but I've only heard about 12 schools over the summer we have almost 750 high schools. I think that percentage is pretty good. Uh, what would it mean to put now? I, before I get to that, how difficult is the parent part of this? 
from the PIAA's point of view because maybe it has to be pulled off uh, without having fans in the stands. How difficult is is that parent part and and to communicate that? Well, we we are a hundred percent opposed to not having spectators. We want spectators at our contest, and we certainly want parents and grandparents. And we believe if some of the same standards of 25% capacity would be allowed in our gymnasiums and stadiums, we could easily allow those people to come in. They could socially distance, see their student-athletes play and root their teams on and not have an issue. Uh, Is that 100%? No. I don't think there's anything in life that's 100%. But it would give us a better opportunity uh, and, and be consistent with other guidelines. But when you make an indoor facility, you only be able to have 25 people, and you have a water polo contest where you have seven aside, there's right. 14 right there. Steve, you can't have yeah. kids swim an hour <laughs> without a substitute. Come on. I know. The, the, no, the, the, the down part there could be devastating. Just, again, lean on the experts that know sports that can help people. And we're, we're nobody's going to try to jam a, a girls' volleyball match up with 25 people. Geez, they, they, you got to, six aside. They, they, every team needs at least a sub. That's 24 there. Heck, does that mean you have no coaches and no referees and no scorekeepers? And I mean, it's, it's not reasonable. Although there are some people that would debate you on the referee part. No, I'm just kidding, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have a little fun in these interviews. The last part is it will be this, Bob. You're working hard to do whatever you can to make sure this is safe. Should it be safe and it's able to happen, what do you think it means for the young people? What do you think it means for communities? I think it, it it means it nothing uh, gathers or rallies a community like a championship team or a successful team. They don't even have to be a championship team. A successful team, maybe somebody that wins a league or a conference championship or just has a good season. And we always say this here in the office. When an AAU team, they could win a national championship. There might be a byline in the sports page. Oh, that's right. okay. Maybe, maybe a picture. But if, if, but if Belfont or a state college wins a PAA championship, they probably ride home on the fire truck. And if they're not, they're going to get picked up by the fire truck and paraded back to the school. And that's how much it means. It's the fiber of the community. People pull together. It becomes glory days 30, 40 years later. And what's wrong with that? Not a darn thing. And we think that's the fiber of the community that helps carry the value of interscholastic athletics. And just again, to reiterate what I said at the beginning, you read the statement, what they're going to do. They want to talk. They want to discuss with the governor. And really, this was all done with respect to his office and, and the job and the hard job he's trying to do. And now we'll see how it turns out. The earliest everybody could start is August 24th. Bob, absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot for your time and what's been a very busy day for you. Always make sure that uh, we're in the loop. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Steve. Good talking to you. Really appreciate you.
Bye now. Appreciate you too. Bob Lombardi from the PIAA. Uh, the bottom line is when you look at what they did here with this, instead of a little fire, a little brimstone, you know, lying in the sand, they didn't do that. It was handled with great intelligence, uh, what they did here. Look, the governor made a strong recommendation. Okay? So their response is, hey, can we talk? Let's just talk. Right? We won't start anything until August 24th. Let's talk. So let's see, starting on Monday, how discussions go. And then see what a resolution happens to be. I thought uh, what they did was, first of all, the governor did not say they couldn't do it. He strongly recommended it. So now the, the board would still like to do it, but they want to make sure that they're talking with the governor's office about it. I think fair on both sides. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Great to have you with us on the show today. Our thanks to Bob Lombardi. On a day where uh, they're so busy, they had a lot to do, he made sure he did this show. Uh, appreciate that a lot. Um, so we, um, it's one thing that I will say this, the uh, the numbers in the state have dropped in recent days. Uh, the new number is 758 today. Uh, over the past seven days, the state has reported an average of 747 new cases or you know, new positives each day. I, I feel like calling it cases is disingenuous. They're positives. If, if if you test positive for it and you don't feel sick and they tell you, okay, why don't you hang home for a few days, you're a case? <laughs> okay. Um, so the average over the last seven days has been 747. And that is down more than 150 from the previous seven days. So that does... Uh, fewer people in the state, thank goodness, have passed away from this as time has gone in terms of the week-by-week numbers. Uh, fewer people have required hospital care. I'll give you an example. Here in Center County, there are no COVID-19 patients at Mountain Indy Medical Center. So I just want you know I want to make sure you know people know that along the way. I mean, we've been keeping track of it. And the uh, among age groups, the fewest cases are 100 and over. 
the second is 0 to 9, and the third is 10 to 19. And uh, and we're not quite down to mid-June yet, but we're heading down. Now, I know you were telling me the Valley was up a little bit today. Yes, there were 22 total in uh, Northumberland County today. 22 new today, 449 overall. Center County, four new ones today, 368 overall. Um, Columbia County had none today, 470 overall. Montour had two today, 100 overall. Schuylkill County, one today. Snyder County didn't have any. Union County had 10. And another day of zero in Elk County. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills indeed second to none. And now six great ice-cold flavors of slushies, all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Terrific service department all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Matt, I'll let you do the honors here. Well, my fellow Yankee fan, back at it this week, the one and only King. We keep losing to the Phillies. Yeah, uh, I got some concerns out of that after that uh, split of the Phillies series, but still early, so I'm not ready to panic just yet. Still a good start, but (laughs) anybody not named Garrett Cole, forty games, bad. Yeah. (laughs) No, you you hit hit twenty games. You're at the one third mark. Really? Sure. When you get to your twentieth game, you're one third of the way through. I don't know how many teams will be left, but that's uh, every, everybody's everybody's playing. But the Cardinals right now, the Cardinals have one more today, and I think they just have the Memphis guys just play for a little bit. But yeah. that's the only one that's out. I mean, everybody else is playing. The Marlins are playing. Phillies are playing. Uh, you know? Disaster. <laughs> uh, I actually no. I I talked about that earlier on the show. Uh, yeah. If if you really think back about the history of it. Like the golf tour, for example, obviously there's limited numbers, but the heritage and then at the Travelers, they have players test positive or caddies. They haven't had any since. MLS sent home Dallas and 
Nashville didn't have any after that. I think they uh, should cancel everything. No, I don't. For a I year. Just keep going. I, I, you don't go into this stuff with no plan, with no, um, well, if this happens and all this hybrid stuff. People need to know where they're going and what they're doing. And as far as the college players, I they're being used, and I don't like it, and I'll never agree to it now. I listened to it all day Saturday. I was working here, and I drove home thinking, you know, without these players, the NCAA and all these leagues, they can't make any money. And they have no idea what's going to happen to these. If you get this virus, there's a lot of long-term problems with it that you may not see now, but you're going to see 10 years from now. And you don't have the right to put people in harm's way that way just so you can make money. Uh, and that's what it's all about with football is money, period. It's not about the student. It's not about that. It's about money. And that's the wrong reason. So that's how I feel. After listening to it all day, I couldn't. I was like, "Wow, this is just about the NCAA making money, right?" Actually, no. But that's all right. Um, what do you mean, it, no? It, What's it about? Uh, rah okay. rah! Hey, touchdown! No way! No, no. First of all, I'll start with this. Any anybody, if they want, will not lose their scholarship if they opt out. So Jordan Reed today of Michigan State opted out. Jacob Pandazuk of Michigan State opted out. Six yeah, Maryland players. State opened the door for him. Micah, well, no, you know, he wasn't the first one, but Rashad Bateman before that did. Rondale Moore did. Everybody has to make their own choice. And if you make your own choice and you decide this is what you want to do, because you're not going to lose your scholarship, you're not going to, then you can make your, your own choice. So then, and what's it about? It, it's not about money. Well, if it's playing, not about course, money, uh, what's it about? Why not just oh, sit it out? Okay, all right. Do you think? I want to ask you something. Do you think that a high school girl who goes to college and plays soccer, or a women's basketball player at UConn, should have an opportunity? I think if that's no. the worst thing that happens in your life, you're going to have a very no. good life. That. Sometimes no, no, no. it's not what the way not, you want uh, them to go. There's a lot of words. That's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. That they don't have a plan, Steve. You can't walk into the stuff without a plan. This state has no plan. Uh, how they. You, how they, do you know there's no? There's a plan here every day at Penn State. In fact, that's the one thing Parsons said yesterday. They don't have a plan he, because they don't know if the virus hits. What are they going to do? They have no clue. What are they going to do when the students come back to school? Well, we're all going to find the plan out. There have, to put all the players in a bubble? I have no idea. None of us know that. You just answered okay? my question. You have no, no idea. They don't actually, have a actually, no, 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 no. Stop it with the nonsense. No, stop it with the nonsense. Nobody knows tomorrow what's going to happen. Okay? I know. So On you anything. You have to make a plan and says we are going to play or we're not going to play. If we're not going to play, oh, then no. people can plan no, ahead. Absolutely not. I totally disagree with that. You keep going until you get to a point where you say, you know what? Can't do it. That's why, for example, you've had programs shut down because their plan is, all right, we have a problem here. So Ohio State for about mm, a week shut down. Now, they've been back for three and a half weeks with no issues. 
almost four yeah, weeks. What if somebody Maryland, gets sick? What if somebody dies? You're like, well, wait until someone dies, and it's okay, then, okay, we better shut it down? What are they going to do 15 years from now when people, they played? And they got sick, and now they got lung issues. You don't think they're coming back after the NCAA or Penn State or Ohio State and say, you know, you put me in a really bad spot? What bad spot are you put in if you can opt out and keep your scholarship? Well, you're talking about an 18-year-old. So you're relying on young people to make you a lot of money, and that's wrong. Well, At you're listening time, to you, you don't know, want to pay you're listening anything. to you know what you're listening to too many professional no, based talk shows <laughs> that sit there and have no clue how college sports even works. Okay, you're, you're trying to keep if you can do something where you, first of all you keep playing. I mean, we've had today we had four cases in Center County. There's nobody in the hospital here. Nobody. What did they ever name? What what players? What sport? The eight uh, students. You're not. You're not. Al- you're not allowed to. It's a HIPAA Why? violation. It's a HIPAA Why? violation. It's the law. It's the law, Kevin. That's why HIPAA was created. If you don't want your name out there, you can't put it out there. I'm talking about a name. That's, they wouldn't name what sport it was. It's, a, it's still a HIPAA violation because you're still well, sitting the there. And now you reported. Rutgers reported. Those schools reported. Yeah, because the only sports that shut down, well, Clemson never shut down. Uh, Rutgers did because it was the football team. All the other sports kept going. I've just learned in my life that whenever money is involved, things go haywire. And I don't, I feel for the people who wouldn't be able to work, such as you. I mean, I'm on your side. I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about me. I just think that you've got. I'm about, you you've know got, what I'm you, saying. There's people. I know, but you've who, got to keep there are a lot going of until because they're not going to allow fans in the stadium. Won't have a job this year, so I feel for those people. That's I'm just awful. saying it's it's really interesting, and I'll just make this point one more time, and then we got to go to trivia. Yep. PGA Tour started. They had some positives, right? No, you can keep Kevin on. No, they have they had some positives, but the last time they had one was six weeks ago in Hartford. Okay, so knock on wood, that's good. NASCAR had Jimmy Johnson; it was a false positive, so they haven't had any. Now they're different sports, but the pit crew works close together, right? Indy cars had none; haven't had any. MLS had a problem early first week. With Dallas and Nashville. Then after that, MLS had none. And they're out there playing against each other. No issue. Now, these are all pros, too. So, again, to your point, Kevin, these are all pros. NHL's had none. Now, they're in a bubble. They've had none. NBA's in a bubble. They've had none. And Major League Baseball, the Marlins are playing again. The Phillies never the Phillies missed time but never had a positive test with with the players. I mean the Phillies had were out because they just wanted to quarantine them, but they they didn't have any positive tests on the Phillies. 
And Atlanta didn't have any. And they played the Marlins before that. And baseball, except for the Cardinals right now, has actually in the last 10 days settled down. So I'm wondering and hoping that we're seeing a settling down. Now, we don't know about football yet. And I think a big test in football is going to be three weeks from now when the NFL goes to hitting on August 17th. And let's see how it goes at that point. Now, I think I think you've got to keep somehow trying. We just can't sit in the field position the entire time. We've got to keep somehow pushing forward with something, right? Whether it's you doing your job, me doing my job, and if anybody, and I've said this, how many times have I said this, Matt? If anybody decides to opt out because they're not comfortable, we praise you for it. And if you want to play, we'll support you. It's your decision. It's your decision. Six Maryland player, six Maryland players opted out today. No criticism here. I, I I completely support them. The ones that want to stay, you know. And again, if you're uncomfortable in any way, you know, you need you need to opt out. And it, overall, if you need to shut it down. For the good of everybody, then you need to shut it down. And but I'd like to get to that point where else you don't want to make a decision until you really have to make that decision. I just believe you need a plan going forward, because you're just losing a lot of money. So you don't put young people in harm's way like this, so you can make money. That's it. I don't see any other. Any other reason for them to keep going forward? Let this thing work its way out, because you don't know what the disease, what the virus is. They, it's too young. They don't have any any history on it. They don't have any history on if you get the virus, can you get it again? They don't because people have gotten it again. You know, today you can, you don't. It doesn't. You can't contract it from surfaces. But two months ago, you could. They don't know anything about this virus. It's, they don't I know, know it's why very, it's, it went on it's a rampage very, It's down very south. interesting to me what gets blurted out. Because when somebody blurts out something, you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then they have to, they have to correct it the next day. I'm thinking, okay, why did you blurt that out? Hmm. All right. Fauci. Well, t- yeah. oh. well, no, no. Actually, actually, Dr. Fauci is not the one I was talking about. No. No, that's actually there's two other ones. One was from the WHO and one was uh, from the CDC. Where I sat back and went, oh. And then the next day, no, 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 no. We didn't really mean that. I'm like, okay, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) All right. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Uh, Do I feel like they're exploiting young student-athletes? No. Everybody has a choice to make. I mean, Syracuse did not practice as a team yesterday. They met with Dino Babers. They did not practice as a team. That's their choice. We're all capable of making choices. All of us are. And my choice is to go to a break on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. <laughs> on TNT last night, Ernie Johnson gave Charles Barkley the cognitive test. <laughs> it's worth watching. <laughs> I'll have to go back and check that one out for sure. Penguins are Canadian. No, 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 no. They took a cognitive test. You know, they give you a series of words and can you memorize the words and what order and so forth. And. I'm sure with Sir Charles, it was entertaining. Penguins and uh, Montreal scoreless end of one in Toronto. Montreal up two games to one. The Penguins on Sidney Crosby's birthday trying to stay alive. All right. So, let's get to trivia. All right. So, what stadium is the site of the first Super Bowl that later hosted the 84 Olympics? The L.A. Coliseum. Coliseum. Correct. <laughs> wow. Guess that was a layup. Whoops. <laughs> All right. Oh no, I, I answered for, I answered before you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you, so we both got yeah, it no, right. I know. Yeah, we both got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got it right until you said the Olympics, so Oh, oh really? It's the only it's the only Super Bowl didn't sell out. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was the first Super Bowl, but I knew where the yeah. Olympics were. So yeah, I was in uh, I was in Pensacola, Florida, during those Olympics. Oh, really? On vacation, yeah, with my friend Billy Ovitz. So. Oh, I remember Billy. Sure. Yeah, he All called right, you last tr- year, I think. Yes, he did. All right. Uh, what is the Yankees' current record? Well, that would be nine and three. Nine and three. Boy, both of you got that one right. <laughs> uh, amazing. I owe that twenty dollars. So. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> well, I got no power, man. I, we're we're living it out of a suitcase. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're the state's a mess right now. Okay. What was the original capacity of Beaver Stadium before it was upgraded to 107,000? You mean when it was first built? You mean talk about like in 1960? Yeah, they upgraded it in well, 2003. It was, it, what was the original capacity before the upgrade? Oh, you mean before they they finished the addition? Yeah. I believe it was right around 96,000 or something like that. I was going to say 90,000. Eh, eh. 
46,284. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. Yeah. The reason I, I was the reason surprised I, it was so low. No, no, no. I was going to say 46,000. That's why I asked, was 1960 or the recent upgrade? No, well, this is from the Penn State thing, so it's not something I picked out of nowhere. Well, it, it was 46,000. Uh, what was the original capacity of Beaver Stadium? And right, and the I, I was going to say 46,284. 46, the 2003 capacity of 107,000 made it the second largest stadium in the country. But when right, it was built, Beaver Stadium's capacity was less 46. than that. It was 46,000. Then they got it to 60,000. Then they got it to 78,000. Then they got it to 84,000. Then they got it to 95,000. Then they got it to 107. Yeah, a little deceiving question. So. But I'm saying that's so. no, but that's why I asked. I, I said, yep. "Do you mean in 1960?" And you said, "No." <laughs> I, I don't know. I question. <laughs> All right, Matt, go ahead. All right, as of the 2016 Olympics, which NBA player has been on the U.S. Olympic basketball team a record number of times? Hmm. I'm going to say... Is he currently playing? Um, I'm trying to think. Yes, actually. I don't know if he's getting a whole lot of time, but yes. I'm going to say Carmelo Anthony. Kev? Uh, Carter just retired, didn't he? Yes. Not Vince Carter. And I was going to say Tim Duncan. Um, No, but no, Tim Duncan would not be eligible for the U.S., yeah, well, I from, know. I, I was. Yeah. That, that's why I asked if he was currently playing. Oh, you're no. right. He's from the Virgin Islands. Virgin right? Islands. So he would have yeah. played for the Virgin yeah. Islands team. You're right. Um, oh. Oh, I Mello. don't have an answer. Go, ahead. go, go with Mello. Steve, yeah, Steve was right. It was Carmelo. Oh, Carmelo. I tra- okay. Yep. I, tra- I tried to help you. <laughs> 2004, 2008, 2012, 2016. I tried to help you. I did everything I could. <laughs> what season did Penn State first reach number one in the polls? 1978. Beat North wow. Carolina State 19-10. to And Oklahoma <laughs> lost to Nebraska that day. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> what team did Penn State beat to earn Joe Paterno his first head coach win? Maryland. Three safeties by Matt. Mike Reed. <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> good, Matt. <laughs> you want to hear a good story out of that? Yeah. He, he goes over to shake Lou Saban's hand, who was the head coach at Maryland, and Saban didn't, wasn't there. He called him up later and said, Joe, we were just so bad, I didn't know what to tell you. 